0: Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, this is the Gatos and Chad Show.
1: Happy, happy, happy Thursday. All right, Chad's out today. Barry Markson is in. Barry, what is up? Well, we've got uh, water issues uh, here in the desert. Not enough water. Uh, We hear rates are going to be hiked. Uh, We hear that they're going to... Uh, Have some some cuts. Not enough water. Not enough. Uh, not enough gas. None of gas. We got yeah, problems here. We really do. So let's just drink toilet water. Ah, come on. So here's the deal. All In right. Phoenix, they've announced plans uh, to recycle <laughs> wastewater <laughs> for drinking purposes. <laughs> By
2: the year 2030. Gatos is not going to be on the marketing team, Becky Lynn. I'm just going to say that up front. She,
1: he will not be on the marketing
2: team.
0: No, I think you're right about that. Uh, Absolutely.
1: Well, I've called it poop water,
2: but
0: yes. we'll see.
1: <laughs> um, so th- the initial steps have been approved by the Phoenix uh, City Council. And they're ready to recycle millions of gallons per day upon uh, completion when they when they figure this thing down. They, they look at the fact that the Colorado River is dwindling and, well, what are we supposed to do? Oh, I know. Well, let's drink out of the toilet. So, <laughs> all right. Let's be serious Nobody's for a moment. saying drink out of the toilet. Let's be
2: serious you for get a, a moment. You get one of those ladles and you put it in the glass out of the toilet. Oh, jeez.
1: Come on. All right. So we talked to an expert earlier today. Yeah. Uh Troy Hayes, he put up with my shenanigans. He is the water... Phoenix Water Services director. And Barry, you asked him a very, very good question. Because my first question was, uh, am I going to have a floaty in the water? And I don't want that.
2: Your also, first question was pretty good. Alright, so Troy, how does it work though? So if someone, someone flushes their toilet and that water goes in a certain place, how do we treat that? How do we deal with it to get to where we can drink it again?
0: Currently that goes to down a conveyance system and then ends up in a wastewater treatment plant where it goes through numerous treatment processes to be able to clean uh, to a level in which we can discharged currently that
1: hold on let me stop it don't use the word discharge (laughs) let's let's not use that word okay go back to the clip
0: back to the salt river um which is what we do with it now what this plan would do is to take that water and then further treat it um to drinking water standards and it gets to the standard where
2: it's at the same standard as the water we're drinking now
0: and I would say it's even farther above in the sense of the treatment processes that we're talking about are what's mimics of what you would see out of the bottled water industry. You're talking about ultrafiltration, you're talking about reverse osmosis, you're talking about granular activated carbon, ozone, UV. All these all these treatment processes to then take that what I would say you know river water or what we would discharge to the yeah. There's the word again, discharge. discharge. Don't use it. River to that process, that would actually then be able. To our customers. Okay. Does, all right,
1: Barry. Does, honestly, I mean, it's it's a disgusting process. It's gross. I mean, it's the technology. I now, though, understand. So, what they so, so does make yeah. you feel better? Does yeah. it? Did he make you feel any better? No. It, that, look, I don't
2: want to drink the the poop water, but but what they're saying is that goes through all these processes and it gets it to the where the water. He said, uh, Troy said, it actually is as clean as distilled as bottled water. Okay. That is, it's at that
1: level of purity. It's even. He said it's better than what we're getting now. All right, here is a little bit more from uh, an expert. How long have we had this? Tell oh, this is my voice. It's beautiful. This is my question. How long have we had this technology? I mean, I'm not drinking wastewater right now, am I?
0: Um, no, currently in the in the city of Phoenix, where I said uh, the water is discharged to the Discharge- Salt River. Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> He's got to stop using the discharge At least work. he said it's not. He didn't say it's
1: coming out the back end. Oh, gosh. Give me another expert. Uh, who is this? Cynthia Campbell, Water Resources Management Advisor right. of the City of Phoenix. She knows. All right. Here we Make me feel better that I'm going to drink poop water.
0: The water that you get out of the back end? Oh, is
1: all right. Enough. I'm done. <laughs>
0: this
2: is, uh, I think we have to have a class on, uh, on, on verbiage and, and how think, we're going to do it. I it's, think
0: you need to call it to number
2: two. Oh, that's much better. Than- like
0: Chanel number five. That's right.
2: It's much better than poop water. <laughs> poop water's good. I like the shirts. Poop H2O. It'll be good. It'll be good. There's a lot you could do here with branding. A lot of opportunities here. I am not looking forward to 2030. How long in 2030? So seven years from now, we're going to be drinking the poop water. Okay. All right. All right. Very
1: Very appetizing. It's going to be nice. Okay. Let's uh, turn our attention to some red flag laws. Okay. We've talked about school shootings. We've talked about mass shootings. We've talked about mental health, guns, all that stuff. Arizona red flag laws. Do we have them, Barry? And should we have them? Red flag laws would remove guns temporarily from someone who possibly could be mentally ill. Yeah. And it's so, no, in Arizona, there are no
2: red flag laws. There's a lot of other states that use them. Interestingly, uh, Governor uh, Ducey, he had he proposed red flag laws just a few years ago.
1: I remember talking to Ducey about red flag laws. I remember talking to Penzone also about red flag laws. Penzone said, "Listen, if I'm if i remember this correctly, I've got to send my deputies in. It's a very tough thing to do. When I we're going to take when I'm sending my deputies in to take someone's gun away, even though it's just per- temporary. It's a if a difficult thing." Yeah, look, it's, it's, I agree with that, that it's not going to be something easy for
2: police officers. But again, it's, these are 19 states currently have red flag laws. So it's not like this hasn't been done. Right. There must be techniques. I'm sure there's things police officers and departments can learn about. But when we talk about any sort of gun laws, Gatos, everybody gets up in arms. The gun people say, you're not coming to take my guns. And, sure. Uh, but, but everybody says it's the mental health. It's not the gun. It's the person. And most of the time when these mass shootings happen, it's a mental health issue. And I don't disagree with that. But, Why can't we do this, which is directly related to mentally mentally ill people with a gun who are and it's the only time this comes up is if somebody in their family, a parent, a spouse or a friend or somebody goes to the police and says, look, my my friend, Bill, he's been going through a tough time. I don't know what happened. Something switched. I don't know. But he's scaring me. I'm worried he's going to hurt himself. I'm worried he's going to hurt somebody else. He said something to me about his work, whatever. And the, 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 by the way, police can't, and red flag laws, police can't just go take the guns. Of course not. They have to go to the court. They have to let him know. Right. They have to get an order. They have to show. It's like an order show cause. You have to show the judge. Here's why. And only then can you go temporarily take the guns. And there's a process. And, it's a, and then the guy can talk to people. He can get his guns back. It's, there's ways to make this so it's reasonable and fair to gun owners so that we're not, here as, we're not here in a situation where it's an ex-girlfriend saying this guy's crazy to take his guns.
1: Yeah, and but, it's at the same, it's but at right. the same time, protecting himself, protecting us. So what was the last shooting? L- uh, Louisville? Louisville. All right, the bank, uh, uh, the bank shooting. Would a red flag law have worked there? Yes. I think the answer is yes, yeah. too, because this, uh, this guy's roommate knew that there was something wrong. This guy's mom knew that there was something wrong. And there's always, I, I know we're using the red flag laws, there's always a red flag. That's why they call it this. Yeah. Every single shooting, almost every single shooting we talk about, somebody knows something. Yep. But it's tough because, like, let's say you're talking to one of your friends, and you know that he's going through a bad time. But he starts saying some certain things. Are you going to it's a huge pick step. up the phone yeah. and say, listen, I'm calling somebody? I, I. It's a hard thing to do. It's it, a hard it's, thing to realize because you're looking at that guy's my friend. He's not going to go and kill anybody. That's the tough part. So think think about how difficult it
2: would be for a friend or a family member to do that, knowing how upset the friend or family member will be when they find out you did this. Right. And that the, the how far this has got How, how far it's gotten in order to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? So if my buddy has, a, has, a, has some guns, and, all, and I've seen a change, and I talk to another friend, and he's, they've seen the change, and we're like, we're yeah. getting concerned. Right. And, and like, man, we can't do it, we can't do it. And when we see something else, some other signal. If I get to that point, and I'm willing to put my friendship on the line, but I'm concerned about his safety and other people. That should tell you something. Mm. Then there's a difference between that and an ex-girlfriend who's mad. Sure, sure. And, and, you, and the police can figure that but out. It usually, has to come from
1: a roommate, a spouse, or sometimes a
2: parent. It can, Sometimes it can just be the police. Sometimes it can, the police can learn something in some states, but they still have to go to the court. Mm-hmm. You never, you're not going to take away someone's guns even temporarily without a court order. All right, and right. people are afraid. People are afraid that the guns will be taken away. Well, they, they will, and then and they'll, they'll be bringing back. It but no, but everything's afraid, okay. They're afraid they won't get them back. And there's ways to make the law so that that's addressed. You can deal with these things. But the important thing is, how do we keep these folks from killing people? Yeah. And by the way, when it happens, we don't even talk about this. It's suicide. The suicide rates are unbelievably high with gun owners. right? And
1: it's, and that will save people's lives from that alone. All right. Coming up next, um, we've got... A very interesting story regarding homeless people being shipped here to Arizona. Plus, uh, Governor Katie Hobbs says her red pen is bringing sanity to Arizona. Is she right? Stick around.
0: This is the Gatos and
1: Chad Show. All right, Barry's in for a Chad, and if you've been driving around the valley over the last few days, it's hard to get gas. Uh, I went somewhere to get gasoline yesterday, uh, and I pulled up and had those uh, yellow things over the thingy a thing. There you, <laughs> you, where you, that's pump. A, that's a, you, where you know, pump the uh, gas, you, uh, the, the handle thing. The people write about you, get You're a communicator. You, just, you, 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 paint, you paint a picture.
2: I know. Uh, no, you're right. It's, it, it's, you know We talk about the prices of gas here in Arizona. We're apparently one of the highest in the entire country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we talk about the blends and the things that are causing that. But one of the things that we're not talking about enough is the demand. The demand for gasoline in, in our valley
1: has increased. And I think that's a, a product of people moving here. I think that's our, part of it. I think the other part is there's the less gas available because you, the refineries are doing the maintenance right now. And they're doing it before uh, the summer uh, driving season happens. Why is it only affecting us? Uh, it's a great question, man, because we have high gas prices in, in Arizona. Let me, yeah. let me break it down for you. Um, so, if you're in Scottsdale, you're paying f- almost five dollars a gallon. You're seven cents away from five dollars a gallon. This is for regular unleaded. Yeah, almost five dollars a gallon in Scottsdale. But in Scottsdale, when you get gas, it comes with a glass of wine. Nice. It comes with some cheese. What it's a bunch very, of crap! It's very nice. Yeah, people come out and they put air in your tires, and it's, no, they don't that's do that. Right. They wash the windshields for you. It's nice. So in Scottsdale, four ninety three. Wow. Average in Arizona, four fifty three. Now, if you're talking about the valley, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, 4-7-9. somewhere in the middle. Yep. But we have gone up 60, 70, 80 cents. And we have three different blends, uh, and that's what's killing us. We have three different types of required gasoline. Yeah, and it's all in an effort to keep our air clean. Well, that's that's important, Gatos. Come it's on, it's not that we, important. We have issues with our air as it is. Just well, because we have the way issues, to, uh, people have issues with their wallet. You know, it, it's funny. It, the air. Maybe thing, I'll put three dollars of gallon. <laughs> I'll get a half a gallon of gas. Here's three bucks. The air, the air thing's interesting. Have you been? Uh, have you been down to Mexico
2: at all? Mexico yeah, sure. doesn't. Mexico doesn't have these. Environmental air laws, right? They don't seem to care as much as we okay. do. Okay. And you go down there. Well, I'm serious. You go down there, and I've been in you know in Cabo. I've been in nice places. Yeah. And the cars there pull up, and it's like reminds me of when I was a kid. Like the exhaust comes out, and you're just <laughs> smelling the gas <laughs> everywhere. And you're like, what is happening right now? Right. right. And that's what it, we don't have that here. We we step outside, and you you breathe in, and it smells good. And it didn't it used to always be like that it in doesn't the United smell States. That good out there? Oh, in it Phoenix smells Right good. now, I mean, I'm
1: just saying it smells good. It smells like barbecue. It smells good. All right. <laughs> one of the other one of the other things about high gas prices, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people are buying these electric cars. Yep, that's true. That's hurting too. That's they're doing okay. We're not. So the more that we buy these electric that's cars, true. gasoline is going to go up. The less people who have the gas guzzler, right? Mm, no, don't you think? No, because and, the, the demand
2: goes down. There's less demand, so you, the prices aren't going to go up. I had high. that backwards. Yeah. I think that works okay. Now, what we are missing out on is the gas taxes that the state takes to take care of our roads. and that's You can't and, get rid of that, though. Well, no, no. But it, but electric cars don't pay that. So, sure. if you, so right. you and I are driving around our gas cars. Yeah. We're paying taxes that help our roads every minute. The folks with electric cars don't pay any of that. Would you consider an electric car the next car you buy? Uh yes, I would consider it. I, I don't know that I'm gonna get there yet. Um but I don't but I I think we're all gonna get there soon. I think that's what's gonna be How soon is soon? Uh I think they're I think they're gonna stop making gas cars Uh, pretty pretty soon like 10 years yeah maybe less wow and well california just did a thing where like they're not going to let them sell gas cars by california is crazy but california drives the country i mean whatever they the laws that they do in california eventually roll across the country so now that's
1: not to say that gas cars are to go away right 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 if they're not selling them anymore eventually they're going to go away yeah so just keep in mind 493 a gallon in scottsdale yeah uh and it's all because we're trying to keep our air cleaner well, yeah. Well, so a bunch of, yeah. We need to look, we
2: need to get, and there's other issues too, right? I mean, there's, there's a part of, you know, we talked about the recession. Part of this is the economy is buzzing along so well that gas, there's a lot of demand. Businesses around the world are doing well. They're buying more oil. Things are going up. Uh, Saudi Arabia is producing a little bit less to drive prices up. I mean, all of this is getting fed into it. But why Arizona is the highest, I have no idea.
1: Well, a couple of things. The blends, we have yeah. three different types of blends, and yeah. we get our gas from California. All right. DACA. DACA. And the president of the United States, what's happening? So Biden is doing this thing now.
2: Uh, he just proposed that DACA folks, the, the, the dreamers, the folks who came here illegally as kids, mm-hmm. uh, but, are, but are still in the United States, uh, that if the, the, for those folks who have applied and, and are DACA recipients here in the United States, they'd be able to receive uh, health care. Like, as if, like a citizen. So in other words, if they would qualify for Medicaid, okay. which is Arizona's access program, you would get that. They could go on and buy their own insurance through the Obamacare website and get and get insurance that way. Basically making that sort of health care that's available to citizens available to DACA recipients. Not everybody, mm-hmm. not, not all immigrants, but to DACA recipients. My guess is we're going to hear some people not liking that. Uh, but what's, the, the, what's the pros and cons? Well, I think the pros are the more people, the same reason we want all of us to have insurance. If you don't have insurance and you something happens to you and you get sick you go to the emergency room and the cost is astronomically more than it would otherwise be and they the emergency rooms have to do that they get money from the government it all it costs all of us more
1: right. when that happens because if you don't have insurance and say you're here illegally you go to the you, go, you go to the emergency room and they have yeah. to treat them they have to treat you because right. that's what we do here we treat everybody but we're going to have to pay for that yep because okay. they're, they're not going to pay for it they don't have insurance so we right. all pay for it that's right. how it right. works
2: right. so there's a benefit to saying hey you have you can get you can get Obamacare you can get this go to the doctor get checked out it's way less expensive to do that than it is to get to a place where you have to go to an emergency room well, uh, but where people are going to object is we're making benefits available to illegal immigrants people who are not here legally uh, and that people aren't going to like that and I, and I understand that and you know it's interesting when we talk about a lot of folks who don't like illegal immigration talk about how these folks are coming here to get all these benefits the fact is they don't get those benefits right now that's why this is a change if you're here illegally you don't get medical
1: benefits you don't get you don't get medicaid or medicare the problem is we've got a whole new generation of dreamers if you will that have come to the united states with their parents illegally right and there, a lot of them. What are, are we going to do with them when are, they grow up? A lot of them have gone through our schools. They've
2: gone through high school, many through college. Right. They're here now. They're working. They want to be productive. They're not going anywhere. They don't even speak Spanish. What are we going to do with them? And I have to say, it's shameful that our federal government hasn't found some compromise on that issue and some others. I know Kirsten Sinema is trying to do this now. That we have to find a more permanent solution to the DACA folks. Yeah, I
1: think she was just down at the border with Republicans. Yeah. Okay. Governor Katie Hobbs. Says her red pen is bringing sanity to Arizona. Is she right? Next.
0: Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. I've had to use my veto pen a
3: lot already, but part of my promise to bring sanity to our state government means stopping the conspiracy Uh, theories.
1: Okay, Um, (laughs) why are you laughing at the governor? This sounds funny. My veto pen. I've my, used veto, my pen. veto pen, yes. Uh, so, yeah, she's vetoed a ton of bills. There's no doubt about it. Some bills you can argue, why didn't you sign that? Other bills are like, what are you doing in the legislature putting this stuff up in front of the governor? Um, she says that that's how you bring sanity to Arizona. Uh, listen, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you're a conspiracy theorist, if you're an election denier, I don't want you anywhere near my state. The thing is, you know, a lot of people looked at the two candidates That we ended up with and there were plenty of Republicans that said I'm going to go with Governor Hobbs or excuse me, I'm going to go with Katie Hobbs for governor and Republicans really are the ones that pushed her through Uh, and I think part of it is the sanity I mean, can you imagine what Arizona would look like today with yeah. all these bills that would have been signed otherwise? Yeah. I don't think it's a place most of us want to live. A lot of us are purple. We're we're independents. Maybe we lean right a little bit. Maybe we lean left a little bit. But a lot of us are right yeah. in the middle. We're not far left. We're not far right. Yeah. So when you look it's, at the veto pen from Governor Hobbs, I got to tell you, that's probably her best weapon right now in keeping Arizona s- yeah. sane. Right? No, we
2: we you know we talked about that if, some of the stuff coming out of this legislature became law, uh, we would – Arizona wouldn't be getting Super Bowls like we have this year. We wouldn't be getting the Final Four like we, we're going to have next year. We'd be year. trying to put teachers in jail. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's stuff that's just not – it's not good. It's, it's great rhetoric, and it's fun to talk about it, but as actual policy, it doesn't, it doesn't apply. And it's a lot of vetoes, Gatos, but a lot of this – it's the legislature doing it on purpose to force the governor to veto stuff. So the legislature passed 13 bills as part of the budget right away. As soon as they got in office, no discussion with the governor, nothing. They just say, here's the budget, governor, and she okay. said, "Well, I'm not going to sign it." Right. All right, well, that's 13 vetoes. Is that real or is that just a made up game? You know what I mean? That's that's the issue. There's some things that are that are real things. There's a couple of these that have been in, that have been passed with bipartisan support, um, but most of them are extreme type. Republican MAGA bills that were that they knew were never going to become law. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. But they're making a show because they like to go on social media and say, look what we did. I wish the legislature would work with the Democrats and work with the governor and govern and find some middle ground. It's and never going to happen, ministry. Barry. They're going to be well, at
1: each other's throats
2: throughout her tenure. It did last year. You know, it's interesting. When, uh, in Ducey's last year, Republicans had the same one-vote majority. right? And they to get the budget passed, They couldn't get some of the extreme members of the legislature to vote on the budget, so they had to go to the Democrats. And they worked with the Democrats, and they negotiated, and they came to a compromise and got the budget passed by a huge majority of votes, but they didn't go to the extremes. They had to find some middle ground. It can be done, but... It's, it, it, what we're seeing right now, unfortunately, I just call it a show. It's just a bunch of people saying we're going to do stuff for the cameras. We want to be on Fox News. We want to be on great on social media
1: as opposed to what do we really need to do to help Arizona? Um, let's talk about a recession possibly coming up. I right. talked to the editor-in-chief of Investopedia yesterday. Uh, he says it's a different type of recession that we're going to see. Here's what I asked him. You just said it would be a different type of recession. What does that type of a recession specifically look like for, let's say, the everyday, American everyday Arizonan.
3: Yeah, so for for everyday Americans and Arizonans, you don't know we're in a recession until you lose your job or your neighbor loses their job or their house gets foreclosed on or something like that happens. So it's kind of personal in a lot of ways. Technically speaking, a recession is a slowdown about five or six different economic indicators and the ones we feel as households and consumers are spending and our personal savings. Are we able to save more money or is that money going out to pay for higher cost goods? That can be a cause of a recession and feel like a recession. So right now it's going to feel like you're going to hear more uh, drumbeat around layoffs. We've had about 300,000 so far this year. You're going to hear less jobs being added, and you're also going to hear a slowdown either from companies or from the economy in general, but you're not going to feel it personally unless you're personally impacted by an event, and that could be a job loss, that could be an unexpected expense, that could be your neighbor again losing their home or their job. So it's personal in a lot of ways of the economy that's going to feel kind of sluggish probably for a year, year and a half.
1: All right, so that's Caleb Silver, uh, editor in chief of Investopedia. I'm, d- can any of you out there, are you saving any money? I don't know how you're saving money with inflation that's high. We know that inflation went down. We saw yeah. that in March. It was a lot easier to buy goods, that kind of thing. Our gas prices are skyrocketing right yeah. now in Arizona. You know what's amazing, though, is interest rates on savings accounts and, and are, are up. Remember
2: for, a little for, bit, yeah. For years, you could borrow money so cheaply, but if you saved money, you got nothing. There nothing. Was, and now, people are getting 4%, 5%. It's it's actually, after all those years, it's kind of amazing if you are able to save some money. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people that are struggling. Yeah.
1: no, worries. And they're having to cut back because they're not getting enough. They're... they're the money that they spent on on food. I mean, it's like you have a little bag of food, and it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. You're like, well,
2: what, what, what happened? A lot of the inflation on food actually is it, it's kind of over now. Went up only point 0.1% last Hopefully. month. Starting to slow down a little bit. Hopefully, we get it keeps getting better.
1: Hey, Barry, good to see you. Thanks for checking us out today and hanging out. Thanks, Gatos. All right. Uh, Becky Lynn's next. We're fun. Deal with it.
0: How you like-